Take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 3. And we are going to start in verse number 13. Matthew chapter 3 and verse number 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee. And comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now. For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffereth him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and lightning upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for another day you've given to us. Thank you for Father's Day. And Lord, thank you for all the work, the labor, the love of our dads. And Lord, I pray you encourage us as dads, as parents uh, today to be great examples of the love of the Savior. Lord, I pray you encourage our hearts now in Jesus' name. Amen. I tell my message is every dad's example, and uh, every dad's example is the Heavenly Father. As soon as the baptism of Christ is finished, the Father speaks from heaven. It's audible. It's a verbal associating himself with the Son, Jesus Christ. In the words that the Lord spoke that day, he were given an example, he gives us examples, I should say, of how to be a godly father, a great uh, pattern to follow. And in this passage, uh, and on some other verses we'll look at, we'll have other principles uh, that we as dads can definitely take and use in our lives. Uh, why is it so important? Why is it so important to be a good dad? Why is it so important to see these uh, truths, these principles? Because the way our children see us, fathers and dads, whatever terminology you want to use, is often the way they see God. A college professor tells about a, a theological class in a certain seminary years ago. He said, on the first day of that semester, the professor handed out personal questionnaires to all students. And the questions surveyed the student's perceptions of his father and his relationship with his dad. The surveys were collected after it was done. No more was said. The students got to work. Learning about the the first person of the Trinity, uh, his attributes, his works, his words. At the end of the course, the professor handed out a second survey. This time, the students were supposed to Uh, honestly record the perceptions of God and feelings about their relationship with him. The questions were in fact the same as the first survey, but just redirected to the Heavenly Father, not the earthly ones. When the professor returned both sets of surveys, including the first one, the students were astounded even after a whole semester of studying about God, they had trouble differentiating him and their relationship with their earthly dads. God is not merely a father. He is the father. Now, even if you're watching uh, this morning or whatever time of the day you might watch this video, and you're not a father, let me encourage you to stay with us because there's lots of great truths no matter where you are in life. And God's word has something for us all. We see, first of all, in verse 17, 
The father is not ashamed of the son. My son, he says. My beloved son. The statement tells us God's not ashamed of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's not ashamed of any of his children. Hebrews eleven sixteen. But now they desired a better country, that is, a heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. What a great example to every dad, to every parent. Our children need to know beyond a shadow of doubt that you're proud of them and that you love them and you're not ashamed of them. You are glad that they're part of your family, that they are part of the family that God has given you. Children need constant affirmation from their parents, from our dads. And it's amazing, statistically, surveys have been done how that much affirmation quickly affects how they view themselves and their estimation of their worth. Hey, dads, love your kids. Mom's the same. Be quick to let them know that you're proud of them. Hey, you're doing a great job. Just like our Heavenly Father tells us, He's proud of us and He encourages us to go forward for Him. We see that my beloved son. That beloved means love, dearly loved. The father loves the son. Now, children can live without many things. You know, I know there's been times that I have witnessed, and I know my kids have pulled stunts like this in the grocery aisle, that Mars bar, that extra large Mars bar, or Smarties or whatever it is, they act as if life will end if they don't get that. Now, they can live without it. But love is not one of the things kids can live without. Kids, children need to know they're loved. Perhaps the greatest gift a parent can give their children. And as well, along with showing that you love them, giving them the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Love them unconditionally. One of the best ways for you to demonstrate godliness to your children is to love them unconditionally. I love you. I care about you. And it's more than just words, it's deeds. We'll look at that in a few moments as well. But uh, we need to love them like the Father loves us. Let me read you a couple verses. The Lord have, have appeared of old unto me, saying, this is in Jeremiah 31.3, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. In Romans 8.38 and 39, this is a Wonderful verses. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall separate us from the love of God, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, By the way, genuine love is not afraid to express itself. Fathers, Tell them. Fathers, tell your kids today, tomorrow, day after, that you love them. Show it. Demonstrate it. That They need to hear those words, those three awesome words. I love you. Hey, when they're teenagers and uh, they're going through changes of life and uh, maybe relationship ups and downs and uh, they're just trying to figure out which way they're going, they need to hear, I love you. They need... They need to see that dad loves them. He demonstrates it. Hey, maybe going for that walk and talking about those problems or relaying to them how you dealt with issues. Maybe similar, maybe totally different, but just to show them, I care, I love you. 
our young adults as they're traveling through university, college, or determining a career, trying to figure out which way, which path should go. Tell them that you love them and maybe talk about to them how you struggled or how the Lord opened up doors of opportunity for you at that age. Hey, maybe your kids are a bit older than that. Maybe you have their own families. Maybe you're a grandparent. Hey, that child of yours who is a parent now needs to hear from you. I love you. You're doing a great job with those kids. Hey, let me, let me take the grandbabies for a day or two. Whatever the case, the idea is that you are encouraging them in a real positive physical way. It's noticeable. You love them. You love them. How often does God reminds us that he loves us? You read God's word, you see God's love all throughout the Bible. He constantly reminds us, and so should us as dads resolve to say, I'm going to show love, I'm going to remind my kids I love them day in and day out. And it's just not for kids, it's for all our relationships, all our families, but dads, let's focus on our kids as well. The father accepts the son. The father says he is well pleased with the son. To approve of, that's what that means. God the father looked at the man Jesus Christ had become and said, I approve of you, my son. Now, all we all know that children might not turn out the way that we have envisioned. I think as parents, we all have become guilty of having some uh, pictures of grandeur for our children that it's a bit of a fantasy land on occasion. Our kids will make mistakes. They will do some Really, not too bright things, okay? They, they'll get into trouble, sometimes large, sometimes small. They, they might not be the, 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 the vision that we had. That's fine. They, they might not do the things the same way you do. Uh, they, they, there's a, probably a hundred million different ways they could do things that are different than what you thought. But they, you still need to show them God's love and demonstrate to them. I mean, I understand the importance of the words, but the demonstration is even a greater tool to show, I love you. We should never hold up our children's past before their eyes in, in negative ways. That's not to say you can't talk about a, a funny story. or It might even be a little bit embarrassing, but the reality is a funny story thinks is different than pulling up the bad. Now, I'm so glad God doesn't do that to us. Let's make sure that we don't do that to our kids. Let's look forward together. I read a story this week of a minister who went to visit a, a rich man in the city. And that rich man had adopted a 12-year-old boy right off the streets, a homeless boy right off the streets. He adopted him to his family. The minister and the rich man were sitting in his living room area and uh, chatting. And now Fred, who was 15 at the time of this visit, kind of walked in the room. And there was, you know, the pleasantries past, casual conversations. And the father got up from the couch and went to the closet and he pulled out a pair of tattered, rotten shoes. And he said to the minister, Fred was wearing these when I found him. The minister was uh, a good reader of situations and he could sense that Fred, the teenager, was awfully embarrassed and even hurt. Father went on and said, I think it's good for him to be reminded every once in a while of the condition when I, his condition when I took him in. 
The pastor silently prayed and said, Thank you, Lord, for accepting me fully. Thank you for not dragging out my old shoes. Isn't our God great? What a great example of a father. Not to pull out the past. Hey, dads, let's make sure we're not guilty of that. There's a word here for children, too. If you're going to live your life contrary to the rules of the Lord, the principles that we find in God's Word, and the rules that your parents have established in their home, please don't expect your parents to put their seal of approval upon your life. That's not fair. Uh, you're expecting something from godly parents that they cannot give. Oh, they'll be there to love and, and help and help you. And you know what? Sometimes love is tough. You got to call it like it is that that's wrong or that's right or whatever the case is. Uh, you know, don't don't have that expectation, uh, young person or child. You know, your parents are going to try to establish godly paths in their home, and you need to follow them. Now, mom and dad, there's another word here for us too. You do your children no favors when you offer a blanket approval to their sinful ways. The word of God declares sin, sin, whatever it is, and we do our kids no favor if we just kind of say, oh, no big deal. You know, maybe, just maybe, your disapproval is the wake-up call that they need. Well, maybe they don't listen to the pastor, or maybe they don't listen to the youth leader, or maybe they don't listen to the wise grandpa. But when you speak, when you talk, because they know that you love them. Maybe that's exactly what they need to hear today. Look over in John chapter number 5. John chapter number 5. We see here the father teaches the son. And down in verse number 17 of John chapter 5. John 5 verse number 17. But Jesus answered them, My father worketh hitherto, and I work. Therefore, the Jews sought the more to kill him, because he had not only broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doth the Son likewise." For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these, that ye may marvel. Jesus is telling those listening, since the Father loves him, the Father includes the Son in his work and allows him to be part of his life. Jesus is merely saying the Father's work is his work. He's his Son. That's his work. And the father invites invites his son to be participating in the work. Rusty was frantically mowing his lawn on a Saturday evening before supper. He wanted to get that done before he partook of the feast that was laid out. His six-year-old son came up, and without even asking, he grabbed the mower handle. <clears throat> I think it was more the lower handle. He wanted to help. So Rusty quit pushing the mower and it soon came to a stop. His son couldn't move it. Rusty laughed at his son's futile attempt to push the mower. 
Now, he could have said, kid, get out of the way. I want to get this finished. But he said, you know, here, here, son, I'll help you. And, and they started to push, and his dad had to kind of, you know, move around him a little bit as the little fellow was pushing at the smaller bar, and the dad was at the top. I mean, very ineffective, right? It wasn't efficient. But they got the job done. Got the job done because the boy was helping. Rusty was struck with the thought. This is the way my Heavenly Father allows me to help him serve the Lord. I picture my Heavenly Father at work seeking, saving, and transforming the lost. And there I was with my weak hands, helping. God could do the work so much more efficiently. But he condescends to allow us to work with him. What a privilege to minister with him. What a great illustration. It's so true. Godly fathers take the time to uh, invest in his children. He models appropriate behavior. And more often than not, the children follow the example. Listen, all kids, every, every individual, every human has their own will. They will do as they please. Uh, at the end of the day, I cannot choose my children to serve the Lord, though that's my desire, and that's what I try to uh, model before them. But my responsibility is to show them the way. We've heard a lot about essential services, essential this, essential that. And I'm glad that grocery stores have been open. They're essential. I'm glad gas stations are open and so forth and so on. But dads, you're essential. You're essential for our families. You're essential for our communities, for our country. Dads are essential. Don't push it away. I know I'm guilty of this as much as the next man. I love to work. I Sometimes I get too involved in it and don't make time for my kids as I should not always easy to admit but it's true we we need to invest in our children a young man was being sentenced to the penitentiary for committing forgery the judge had known this boy from childhood his dad was a legal expert a legal scholar famous one apparently he had written exhaustive titles about the law and the judge thought he'd take this time to try to instruct this young man a little bit and he asked the young man who was he was about ready to sentence do you remember your father he said and the soon-to-be convict uh, serving convict said "Uh, I I remember him well your honor and he was trying to probe this young fellow just a little bit more and as you are getting ready to be sentenced he said uh, As you think of your wonderful dad, what do you remember clearly about him? There was a short pause, and the judge received an answer he was not expecting. He said, I remember, sir, when I went to him for advice. He looked at me from his book and his writing and said, run along, my boy, I'm busy. When I went to him for companionship, He turned me away and said, run along, son, the book must be finished. Your Honor, you might remember a great lawyer. I remember him as a lost friend. The magistrate was shocked and muttered to himself, I last finished the book, but lost the boy. How sad. 
Incredibly sad story. The greatest truth or lifestyle we can demonstrate to our children is our love for Jesus Christ. Pointing them to Christ. Talking about Christ. Not just at a prayer time, but throughout life. We want our children to serve Jesus Christ each and every day. That needs to be part of their life. Dads, have you sat down uh, with your kids and talked to them about Jesus Christ and their need of salvation? I'm going to assure you, your voice is louder and more powerful than mine. Well, they might respect me, they might not, but at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're the dad. You're, you're the father. They need to hear it from you. I'm glad to tell them of who Jesus is and their need of salvation, but the impact that you can have on your kids is way beyond sometimes what you understand. I don't think for a moment that any of us as fathers will ever reach the love that our Heavenly Father exhibits. But boy, we can try to attain to that. We can try to strive towards that. Uh, we all can do a better job. And I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for our dad, an earthly dad myself, who has been a wonderful example. But we can always strive to do better. A nun was working in a men's penitentiary many years ago, and she was asked by one of the inmates if she would buy him a Mother's Day card for his mom. She agreed, and soon word traveled throughout the penitentiary that this lady, this nun, would do this for them, and hundreds of inmates were asking for Mother's Day cards. She was a resourceful lady, and she contacted a greeting card company and told them the situation and ended up getting crates of Mother's Day cards, which she passed all out. Well, that was in May. June is coming, and Father's Day was on the horizon. She thought ahead, and she contacted that same greeting card and they company, and they responded with crates of Father's Day cards. Years later, she, still, she said she still had every one of those cards. Not one prisoner requested a card for his dad. Her vivid mind and clarity of thought led her to this very profound statement. Clearly, men in prison lack fathers. Fatherlessness is a huge issue in our world today. The, the stats are astounding. Way more men end up in prison and women in prison because of no father. Poverty is higher. Drug addiction is through uh, much more increase for individuals like that. We need dads. Dads, don't take this message today that you are doing a horrible job. I don't want to discourage you. I want to encourage you to do even greater work. We need dads who will be active in the life of our children. Demonstrate that biblical leadership. Demonstrate love to them. Love to the children and love to mom. Interest in their life. Encouragement for the journey. 
and a life that indicates a real and vibrant walk with the Lord. I'll be honest, I cannot overstate the impact. As a child, watching my dad every morning praying at the couch. I have no idea what he prayed. I don't know. He never verbalized out loud. And to see his Bible well-worn, pages ruffled, hey, that's pretty special stuff. And that helped him lead me and my brother and my sister, my mom, in the ways that we should go. Hey, dads, I'm still at work at this being a better dad. Be encouraged that we're doing this together. We're moving forward as greater dads for the cause of Christ. We need to strive to be the best dad. Now, don't get caught up in the comparison game. That's a horrible game and there's everybody loses. Hey, no, you just be the best dad that God has created you to be. Perhaps as you listened, watched this message, you realize, you know what? There's room for improvement. I'm not where I, I know I could be. Hey, start today. Start today to be the better dad. Maybe you have children who don't know Christ as Savior, and you you can think to your mind, well, I haven't been the best witness. Hey, start today being a better witness. Maybe... <clears throat> You have some children who are away from the Lord. You have taught them better than that, but they are away from the Lord. Hey, just keep at it. Maybe you, you need to make sure your testimony is where it needs to be. At the end of the day, it's there. They'll be accountable. They'll be responsible. But you need to do everything in your power to be that testimony, that loving father. Um, again, not accepting the sin, not putting condoning the sin. Say, hey, I love you. You're my son. You're my daughter. I care about you. Hey, maybe as a dad, you never accepted Jesus Christ as Savior. I'm going to tell you right now, that's the best thing that any parent could ever do. Uh, you need Christ. Now, you're not going to live up to the potential as a dad without Christ. Well, you'd probably be a good dad. I don't doubt that. But you'd be a better dad with Jesus Christ. Look to Him. Hey, maybe this morning as... The message has been preached. Thoughts of your dad have come to your mind. And you have been blessed with a dad who was the things I mentioned. He loved you. He showed you Christ's love. He was there for you. Hey, praise the Lord for him. Maybe he's in heaven already. Maybe he's passed on. Praise the Lord for him. If he's here with you still on earth and uh, you still have a great relationship, or even if it's a poor relationship, let's, let's just thank him. For what he did in your life. And he's still in your life. Thank the Lord for it. And maybe there's some kids that you know. They're not part of your family. But they don't have a dad. Maybe you could step in and show some love and compassion. Like a true biblical dad will. And we need dads. We need fathers who will stand for the truth who will love their kids, who will love their, their mother, their wife, and be a great testimony in our communities. And you, Dad, can be such a father. Dear Jesus, thank you for your word. 
Thank you for dads. Thank you for my own father who has been such an encouragement. Lord, help each and every one of us as dads to strive to be the very best. And Lord, for all our parents, for our moms as well, encourage their hearts to minister effectively to our children and to other children. Lord, I pray that they would know you, first of all, as their Savior. Lord, that they would serve you. Encourage the heart that might be a little down today as a dad. Encourage them to be the father that you desire them to be. Thank you again for our dads. Thank you for the greatest example of a heavenly father. Dear Jesus, encourage our hearts today now. Amen.